you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy, presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and with us on the line, we've got the 59 machine in Dakota Tedder. Dakota, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I just got uh, I just got released about two weeks ago now, and uh, I got cleared to do corner track, and then, uh, I mean, every racer knows what that means is, you know, go, go to Milestone or Paula or wherever, go to a normal track and hit the biggest jump. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, I think I got like four days under riding now and I'm just like, even though I'm not like near up to speed what I want to be, it's, it's still so good to be on a bike again. It's awesome. hundred uh, percent. Um, anyone who's been part of this sport, been racing for a long period of time, uh, especially you guys down in the States, you don't experience that many long breaks of being off the motorcycle. And then for yourself, Having an injury like yours, uh, nine months, I believe, three surgeries, and uh, yeah, you've only been on the bike for a week now. Um, blistered hands, maybe some uh, some sore muscles that you haven't experienced in the past. Uh, tell us a little bit about the transition to getting back on the motorcycle. Yeah, well, this is like the longest I've ever been off a bike in my entire life. Uh, ever since I was probably four years old, I literally maybe at most take a month off just for, you know, whatever. But injury-wise, I think the longest injury is I think I was off for like eight weeks, and that was like due to, you know, coming back too soon and like falling right away. So I've never been off a bike nine months before. So I had one surgery in August and then uh, got released uh, six weeks later, went out and rode, re-broke the plate riding out Paris, uh, raceway and I didn't even know it broke it just my hand started to get tight and swollen I was like all right you know I think it was my second day back so I was like all right just take a few days off rest and then I uh, it just kept swelling and I actually went to like uh, get it like massage to push all the like swelling out and then I went and found out like days later we had it x-rayed and it was broken so I was just massaging a broken bone which was pretty killer <laughs> and no then doubt. I had a Oh, it was so bad. It was like most pain ever. And I was like, all right, whatever, just tough it out. And then had second surgery. And then uh, I was like, all right, we're going to get this like uh, MRI, make sure it's healed. And I think eight weeks after that, they said no, and it wasn't healed. So then I had to go find like a third doctor. I went like to five, six other doctors. Even this one guy in Vegas actually found out that it's a non-union bone. So I had to go find a non-union specialist. There was only like two in the West Coast that even do non-unions. And I found a guy in like LA and uh, he didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal. He got in there and after, I guess he told me that literally both ends of my bone had died. He had to cut nearly almost all of it off, scraping, and then he had to take out a bunch of bone out of my hip and basically remake 
a new little bone in there and then that was like just because that's just a bunch of crumbled up bones from my hip he said that like it takes longer to heal so I was off from that just from that surgery I think alone was like nearly three months just for that thing to heal and then <laughs> and then I got released and I was like so pumped so obviously I had to get on a bike as soon as I could I mean I wasn't everyone's was like oh it must have been great to have the break but no one really knows like unless you've been in that position when you're hurt you're not really doing anything besides kind of like watching everyone else have fun so yeah, no fun. um yeah I mean I got into like camera and a lot of xbox so um <laughs> but now um I'm back I'm happy I'm looking forward to stuff I got I think just four days of riding I think I've gotten like seven blisters on my hands just keep taping them just keep taping them that's interesting uh, like uh, you said you'd spend a bunch of time with the Xbox I gotta imagine you were extra disappointed when you find out that the brand new MX vs ATV Supercross game that I believe you're even in uh, did not turn out to be anywhere close to as cool as Reflex was well, actually, I think that's where I'm pumped. I wasn't in this latest one. I was. I think I'm go. only in Reflex or Alive. I forget. I think I'm in Alive. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. in Reflex. I was in Alive, and I missed the Supercross one. I, and I think I went back and looked because I the guy called me about. It. I was pretty. I was pretty bummed because I want to be in it. You know, that's awesome. I mean, there's only so many people who can say that they've been in a video game. I mean, growing up as a kid, if you could tell that to someone, they'd be like, seriously, you know. Even my mom, like, my mom's like, you make it when you become an action figure. And I was like, well, I'm in a video game. She's like, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks, mom. So, uh, I mean, I'm stoked on it. I was bummed I didn't get to get in this one. I think it was my fault due to racing. We were struggling last year and just doing so much. And the, we were struggling outdoors. Supercross went amazing. Outdoors, we struggled. And I think that's when the guy was calling me and I... I think he called my mechanic. I just didn't get to get in it, but I was bummed. So hopefully the next one will be better and I'll be in that one. Hopefully it's a better game and hopefully uh, I can yeah. uh, rip some track as the number 59 machine. Uh, although if ah. you're in the next one, it might be a three-digit number uh, if you're not able to race this year. What is your plan for the coming back? Uh, uh, and how bummed are you to be uh, looking at a pretty fresh-looking uh, 59 machine sitting on the the stand most likely at every supercross uh, and you unable to ride it yeah i mean i was i mean after every surgery i was looking at the bike and thinking i was gonna get to run it and uh it just got like dragging out dragging out dragging out and after i missed i was even thinking like maybe i'll just do two rounds of supercross and i just i just wanted to run that low of a number and i mean it's it's whatever because i know from what I did last year in Supercross was by far my best uh, riding. Even it was my best results. It was like best riding. Everyone was giving me so many uh, kind words on how well I was riding last year in Supercross. And then I didn't do that well in outdoors. So I know deep down inside, if I could just repeat, you know, Supercross or even just, you know, up my game and then have a good outdoor season, I'll even have a lower number than that. So I'm not like dwelling that that's, the last number that I'm going to get, but I was bummed I didn't get it on it for sure because I thought to be in the 50s was pretty cool for myself. Everyone else has a different goal. 
No doubt. You always want to be increasing and improving your 83 uh, last year. And then you increase that by like you, you, you really took a, a giant leap forward, which is definitely evidence of uh, acquiring some skill and consistency. Um, and, and you even said that you were doing poorly in the outdoors and still were able to cl collect the, the 59. So like you had full reason to believe that you could have even been uh, more forward than that. Uh, as far as the timeline goes, you, you're a week back on the motorcycle after nine months off of it. Uh, what are the chances that we see you race any nationals uh, before the end of the year? Um, I imagine. I mean, I really want to start. Like, I looked at, I mean, we've all looked at the, like, my, me and my crew, and uh, we've looked at the timeline, and I really would like to make Millville. I know it's one of the yes, kind of the gnarlier tracks, but it's one of my favorite tracks. I it's think to my house. At, Oh yeah, <laughs> so I think it's like a six-week uh, spread right now. I think from today, mm -hmm. actually, yes. or tomorrow, six weeks. So if I can make that, I'd be super happy. But I'm not like I haven't even told any like anyone besides obviously till now uh, that that was a goal because I didn't want to put any like pressure that I would end up racing that and taking it day by day. But that would be a goal, I think. Washougal is one of the harder tracks for me. I've never, I've had okay results. I've never been like, you know, oh my God, I can't wait to get to Washougal because I have struggled there before. But uh, I think if I didn't make Washougal, we might be looking at like it might not be worth to just race two nationals. I might just switch over and maybe try to do Monster Cup because I was planning on riding a 450 this outdoor season. Okay, so if you but if you were to come back, you would be on uh, uh, in the 450 class. Yeah, so I would do 450 outdoors if I could do it. Um, with with having so much time off, um, it's 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 odd for for someone to to um, just have that like you said, the most amount of time off you've ever had on a motocross bike. Have you completely lost track of the days? Like uh, you're not on that weekly schedule where okay, I fly home. On Saturday night or sat on Sunday morning, I'm resting Monday. I ride, ride, ride. Thursday or maybe Friday, we fly out, race Saturday. Now that you've been out of that routine, have you completely lost that? Like what day it is? Because uh, the way you're just talking, you think it's Friday right now. <laughs> yeah, I have lost track on days a little bit when I was hurt, but uh, I uh, I gotta. I, I've been keeping busy. This last few weeks, I've been trying to get back on the the daily, the daily, day-to-day uh, -day stuff. I got a, you know, I got a trainer that works with like a, a training website, so I got to like still download my weekly, you know, every day my riding, my training. So uh, I've been tr I've been getting back into the groove, but I still struggle. Like I, I do, obviously the motocross fantasy stuff, and I still miss the deadline because you got to text it in or whatever before you know gate drop i think last week was like 9 a.m here and i missed it so I, i'm i'm definitely off from the flying and everything i'll call some of my riding buddies and see what they're doing and they're like dude i'm i'm in another state i'm like oh sorry <laughs> yeah no no so, kidding eh? lose track of all your buddies um yeah and no one wants to hang out with you when you're hurt so you got to call them to hang out well, in recent uh, recent weeks, anyway, at least your you and your teammate have had some some time to uh, bro down and, and maybe chill a little bit. Have you done any uh, hanging out with with Jake Weimer uh, now that the, the two of you are both nursing uh, uh, at least uh, arm or appendage uh, injuries? 
Yeah, we uh, we've hung out a few times, but uh, he's uh, he was hurt for a while. Like we we met up after after he had his surgery. We met up like I think a few weeks after that, and then we came out to the track and hung out. Then he's been out since I've been back riding. He came out and watched me ride at Paula, but we didn't get a. He lives pretty far from me, and I think his wife just went to Italy or something like that. So I think he was going to come down this week or just meet him up at the track but we didn't we haven't hung out as much as you'd think i guess for yeah. being two hurt riders no doubt just especially to, uh a teammates uh what was it like when you you found out that you're gonna have uh the number 12 underneath the canopy uh during the uh the winter months uh and, and hopefully into the the summer um like the fact that jake isn't out there right now with the team is that uh possibly one of the things that might hold you out of the last two nationals if that's like if that's all you're you're gonna do the fact that him not being there already kind of for sure puts that to bed yeah i mean when we started when i was told like oh weimer might join our team i was like no way that'd be that'd be rad i mean when i first switched over that i even thought about riding you know supercross i went to a place called the paglia's and I started working yeah. with Randy Lawrence, and he was uh, uh, working with Randy Lawrence, and that was the year he won his title. And, I mean, he's the first professional rider to ever help me out as when I was an amateur. Like, he taught me how to seat bounce over, like, a single table. He taught me how to, like, you know, really bounce on and off uh, and on and off. You know, he showed me how to set the front wheel down in a hoop. This is before, I mean – he would even think that he'd be riding uh, with me on our team or whatever. So, I mean, the dude is a really nice guy. So when I was told, like, you know, I was going to have a, a teammate, like, I mean, I've had brothers as teammates, but, like, he's, he's, I don't know how you'd say that. Like, he'd almost, he's almost family to me just from, uh, from being so nice through our career because I've not – from working with Randy till now, like we've not been like, oh, I don't, we, like we didn't like not talk to each other. Like it's pretty small community to where if I saw him, we wouldn't pass by each other without saying hello or anything like that. So I knew Jake well enough before he came to our team that even if you didn't, we'd still be friends, if that makes sense. It does make sense, 100%. Now, back in the day, that would have been uh, right around the filming of The Warriors Code, back when Hanson was on KTM still, uh, LaPaglia was still just like just coming into out of amateurs, number 138, I believe. Yeah, I think I think so. He was on a 138 Suzuki, I believe. That's right. LaPaglia, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he was – I don't think he was racing when I – rode down at his track i think that was the year before he retired because i never rode with lapaglia at his house <laughs> i think he retired the day because like i i started in 2010 was my first year supercross or 2011 okay, okay. so how how was that adjustment for you coming from the amateurs uh they like you guys do ride a little bit of supercross ish stuff you you have limited time on a supercross track because almost all of the nationals that you're doing are all motocross based. How was that getting the timing and uh, who were some of the people that helped you along the way to help you wrap your head around some of the ideas and ideologies that come with supercross racing? Oh man. I mean, when you're an amateur, the most, I mean, at least when I was growing up with many O's, 
and I never like I always growing up you always want to be a super cross rider under the lights you know the opening ceremonies this that and the other but you do you know mini oath has that one super cross race and it's really just I mean it's as super cross as you're gonna get as an amateur but nowadays like you can do the amateur all-stars at Vegas and stuff like that so it's different now but for when I was doing it I thought I'd be the worst super cross rider ever because I was do I would do horrible at the minios supercross and then when outdoors came around for the minios I would do well so I never thought I'd be good uh, as a supercross rider and then when I transitioned over like as pro I was nervous as hell the jumps were scary and I've probably framed a million triples like <laughs> I over jump everything like I was a squirrel I mean beyond belief like it's not like I gelled the super cross like it wasn't you know wasn't a big deal to switch over like when I see some of the other riders go from amateur to like a Mitch Payton or a Geico team and they just shine it I mean it, it impresses me because it's unless you've done it like seeing Cirillo he rode you know super cross tracks on a super mini so I expected him to do well but not everyone has that like I gotta at least do a few like I had a private track like Paglia's growing up you know you know the uh three four months before I think Milestone didn't even have a practice track so some of the guys just transferring over it impresses me because it was tough because I had so much help I mean so many people are so nice to me through my uh through my first few years of uh professional then you know when i started getting better there you know you get few and few people want to help you that you're racing <laughs> but uh, I, I still found good people within uh within those years all right guys all right guys it's time for a commercial if there's one item to be picky about it's choosing the right helmet i'm andrew short and i choose the f2 carbon from fly racing you too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, 
Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmet because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Two thousand and fourteen X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear offs, zip off systems, nose guard and more. Check out EKSBrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borden today at 204-633-2722. No doubt. You've collected some good people to surround yourself with going for, going through those years. And uh, now, I'd, ra- I'd really like to say that uh, you might have one of the, the 
best accompaniments of sponsors uh, of, of anyone else in the pits. Uh, nicest looking motorcycles, super clean, uh, and an absolute laundry list of, uh, of supporters that anyone, if they're going to do a bike build or something like that, they're going to use your sponsors, to be completely honest. Like between DT1 filters and Monster Energy Drink, everybody in between there uh, is absolutely A+. Plus and uh, um, you've really put a nice package together and, and uh, nice looking bikes, by the way. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that because uh, we we try hard. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of uh, guys working on the bike day to day. Like right now, I got my mechanic uh, Damon, and then uh, Travis. Uh, he's working with Weimer right now. But since Weimer's hurt, he's uh, helping me when I was hurt. You know, Damon was hurt, helping uh, Jake, and uh, we got uh, Amos, Doug, Travis, Damon. They all like really really true they they take it upon themselves like i don't even i don't even ask for any of this they just do like every different type of polish they want to look they want to look the best in the pits i just want the bike to run as long as i got all my sponsors on there and it runs great i'm i'm stoked but they're to the t just you know making sure it looks good i think so on behalf on the bike of looking good they're they're to blame for that or to be rewarded i guess but uh i mean i have a crazy list of sponsors i mean i can't thank all of them they they do so much without them like i probably wouldn't have done this with uh monster energy kawasaki malcolm smith motorsports always helps out with demoing bikes every year so them lucas oil virus obviously hampton tedder my parents are a huge huge uh, support for that decal works leah ap designs dt1 filters thor vp fuels uh rental pro circuit in-house racing rk chains uh scott ogo dunlop arc hinson sdg comedic cycra galfer moto parts trader i mean <laughs> The list goes on, man. Like honestly, everything you need to take care of, look, make the bike look awesome, perform awesome, uh, and, and they're they're supporting you, and that's really cool. Uh, have you gotten a chance to uh, take a look at any of the 2016 Thor gear? Uh, this is, of course, a fly racing podcast. Fly racing, fly racing, fly racing. But uh, you you got to be uh, pretty stoked to have those guys uh, helping you out. No, yeah, Thor's awesome. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen any of the 16 gear yet, probably because I'm not racing. Uh, I just got a, some of the 15 stuff right now. As soon as if I if I race Nova, I'm sure they'll probably give me some 16 stuff to wear. But uh, <laughs> there's stuff uh, I haven't ridden as that many different brands. I think I've been on Thor for since almost 80s, and I mean I see all the other types of gear. Obviously, you know. Weimer wears seven, but like I see all the different types of gear and Thor holds up. So I can't say what everyone else does, but Thor works for, for me. There's a testimonial right there. Um, yeah. As far as uh, like getting back on the track and stuff like that, do you find your, who, who are you going to be uh, kind of canvassing to, uh, to do some riding with in the coming months? So to, or the coming weeks to prepare yourself for a race like Millville? Uh, that I don't even know right now. I got a <laughs> a lot of guys that ride around now all switch over to the East Coast, so there's not yeah. a whole lot of guys right now. Um, one of the guys I mentioned, uh, Amos, he uh, he 
was racing pro and he actually decided to, before he actually went pro pro uh he retired so i'll probably have him go out there and you know i'll ghost him for a few weeks once my blisters heal and then uh i mean hopefully i overpass him but uh him and then i'll have uh i think i'm gonna have weimer come out to the track every day and you know have him help me out you know pointers here and there but i still got a I still got a lot of friends here on the West Coast. I know I used to, you know, work with Osborne a little bit, you know, day to day here and there. But he's over, I think, in Colorado with Tomac. So I'm not. I gotta. I gotta find someone who's uh, hanging out in California. Hopefully, uh, maybe like Mill. Maybe a guy like Mill Saps, You know, just go. Mill Saps also a, also a monster athlete, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's a, still a monster athlete, which is awesome. You know, I'm re- I'm really good friends with Davey. He helped me out in uh, I think 2012 or 13. He helped me tremendously with my uh, with my hoops and supercross. Oh, I thought maybe you you're you're playing a little 21 on on the basketball court. 21 <laughs> on the hoops, yeah. Oh no, no, playing, playing a little one on one in the hoops. No. Yeah, no, no. I, I think I got. He can't walk very good, so I think I got him on the on the basketball. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's that. Well, the two of you guys are pretty tall. You're probably are you the tallest motocross racer who's ever lived? Uh, I think Loop outbeat me, but I think he. I haven't seen Loop for a few years, so I mean, uh, I think Partridge is pretty far up there. I think he might be a six four, six five kind of guy. Um, yeah, I think me and Partridge might be battling for that. No for doubt, dear. Too tall out there, man. I guess like uh, getting some tips off a guy like Millsaps, who's also a little bit taller, uh, would help. Um, how do you set your bike up differently than any than than your average bear? Um, like, do, do do you have specific things about your bike that are a little bit different? Someone else would look at your your bar setup or how you set up your bike and be like, yeah, that's a little funky. Yeah, almost no one could ride my setup because it's perfect designed for me. Uh, my bars are way too high for anybody else, but if they're any lower, I hit them in my knees, and then like when I'm standing up, I'm too crunched over and just it's a weird setup. So it's it's a lot different than like almost like a like a stock bike. We you know obviously like lower the pegs and raise the bars and try to do this that and the other that wouldn't work for almost anybody else. But uh, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. No kidding. Uh, um, Jimmy Dakotis, uh, his girlfriend lives up here. He came up to race a local race uh, while he was up here seeing her. He just he he asked me if I had loaned him my Kawasaki 252 stroke, and uh, I had to race it the same day it was set up for his midgetness. And uh, yeah, he had my bars rolled right into my lap uh, and uh, super super stiff settings, uh, but that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he's. He's a little guy for sure. Yeah, he also went so, one, uh, one, 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 well, one. Well, yeah, he's also uh, crazy fast too. Yeah, uh, he twists the throttle <laughs> pretty good. When was the last time you were on a two-stroke, brother? Oh, dude, uh, I took a two-stroke. Like my brother has a two-stroke. I took it out just for a jetting thing. But the last time, it's a really funny story. So I was out. This was the transition, like from you know super minis to 125 so you do the 125 school board class or do you do like uh the 250f class so i did the 250f class and then we're like all right let's try the school board class and my uh, friend hunter hewitt was like oh well we got a few 
125s that we're going to sell are just stalkers. I was like, all right, you know, can I try it? He's like, yeah. So we took it out to Paris Raceway, and this is back in the day when they Paris did like kind of like the Supercross kind of thing back in the day, and they had this long stretch of hoops, whoops, sorry. And uh, Michael, I was uh, this is when Michael Hall raced. I don't know if anyone knows who Michael Hall is, but uh, he's you know Team Green Kawasaki guy his whole life, and you know okay. he ended up hitting his head a lot. He's actually quit racing i think he did maybe one year pro but so i'm following him down the whoops and i'm like skipping 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 and i over skip one and i drop the front end down and i yard the motorcycle somehow i step off the bike and the bike was so mangled that they had to mule it off the track and i'm like looking and i'm like i don't think i want to ride that 125 anymore i'm just not digging it but (laughs) i was like dude that was my bike, so I had to end up buying the bike and just practically scrapping the whole thing. So I, that was the last time I rode a one twenty five. Fair enough. Last time that that's then and that's quite a few years ago now. Like you were coming up, you were stepping off of super uh, minis. So you're this yeah. is two thousand and six. Yeah, I was like fifteen years old, so I was I was young. Wow, you were on eighties till you were fifteen. Uh yeah. Wow. You you must have grew rather late because I was on one twenty fives when I was fourteen. Yeah, I just I just ran it big. That's probably why I was never good at the many of the supercross. I started last at like hundred and fifty pounds in the eighty class. That'll do. That'll do for sure. <laughs> uh, other than uh, a little bit of Xbox here and there, what have you been keeping yourself busy with over the last nine months? Um, probably just chasing the girlfriend around the house or what? Uh, kind of but uh well it, it's different because like if someone would have told me i'm gonna have nine months off i would have probably done a little bit more things like i thought i would have traveled and you know didn't done different stuff but it was kind of like a six-week thing so i'm always i was always like thinking i was gonna ride so i was preparing like i didn't just take nine months off like i was stationary like on the stationary bike like almost every single day thinking just as soon as this thing's healed i want to come back quicker and quicker and quicker and then every six weeks it was just like another fail another fail or hey just wait another six weeks wait another six weeks and it was like all right i'll just keep training and training and training and then all of a sudden it was like after that third surgery he the doctor told me like you're going to be off three months like you can't do anything so that's probably the most I actually took off was the last three months which is what you would think would be the opposite you'd take off a lot and kind of get back into it but I was staying in the groove up until the last surgery of thinking I was going to race supercross yeah yeah totally you're you you mentally keep yourself sharp your 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 head's in the game and and then yeah you got three months off and uh all you really could have done in there at some point is maybe uh go watch uh bill poto uh crash his brains out in italy or something yeah if i if i would have known i would have been over and watching overseas races i think uh dean wilson did that i was thinking to myself that's so rad i wish i would have done something you know traveled i think I went to Hawaii for a few days with uh, with my girlfriend. Just you just were locked right now. Yeah, it was a tough time. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, up here in Canada, we routinely have six months of minus forty degree weather. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna have a hard time feeling bad for you. But the <laughs> fact that you were injured the whole time not so great. So uh, 
but it's yeah. great to see that you're back on the bike, man. Um, really looking forward to seeing you uh, posting and, and showing some more speed and, and achieving things and getting ready for Millville, man, because I'm going to be racing amateur day. And uh, if I come by looking for an autograph and you're not there, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, I'll be sad too. I like I like Millville, and uh, it's probably my favorite track. And my mechanic, or uh, Jake's mechanic, is from Millville, so he really wants to go to that race too. So maybe even if uh, I don't race it, he'll talk my dad into sending the rig out, and me and Jake will just go watch or something. Um, or I'll just do practice and see how it goes. But it's a it's a day to day process to see. It's not even like week to week. It's day to day to kind of see how I'm riding. And uh, I, everyone seems to be impressed with my riding on how quick for how long I've been off because they thought I'd be a lot worse. But I I mean you always judge yourself a little harder. I think I'm terrible. That's why I only post still photos at the moment. And then as I pick up some speed, I'll I'll, I'll start posting some videos of speed. <laughs> that, that is the progression uh still images uh and then some slow-mos and then eventually uh the, 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 the full, yeah exactly all right man that's cool uh well dakota it has been awesome to have you on for a solid 30 uh we wish you the best of luck moving forward and uh, we'll keep in touch man can't wait to talk to you after your first event back and uh we'd love to have your your teammate on as well maybe get the two of you guys on uh just shooting the shit or something right yeah, that'd be awesome. Get that guy out of the out of the IE and come hang out by the beach with me, and we'll get on uh, some big MX talk radio and just kick it, have some laughs, throw some beers. I mean, some monsters back, and uh, <laughs> have some laughs. Perfect, just like that, man. Uh, you have yourself a great night. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again. Awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on here. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.